Welcome back, America, to the Yucky Podcast with JM and JB. And for those of you who are new here, this podcast is all about the entrepreneur mindset and the lifestyle where you can find balance between work and life. Within this show, we're going to showcase um, not just people within our network, but also local Arizona businesses and the minds that built them. JB, welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. Is it me you're looking for? It was until I just found out this is a corny ass intro and... It is. It's kind of shitty. Wow. First off, that's rude. We I'm sorry. With corny. It's better than my uh, log off. So you want to do the, the intro next time? No, I'm okay. But thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so the reason we found out that this is a corny intro is because, because we have someone that speaks his mind. It, he keeps it real, like a man. He's a realist. Real. He realist? is the realist. The the realist. I forgot yeah. a word there. The Mister, realist of the real. Mister, do we have a? We don't have a drum roll, do we? Hold Maybe on. we got a. No, wrong, Sucker. wrong, <laughs> wrong. Give him some. Uh, give him some good. Hit him with the. Hit him with the realness. Come on, I, I'm waiting. I don't think we have any. All right, we'll turn that one off. There we go, Mister Nahir Mirza. Welcome to the freaking show, my friend. <laughs> well, Mother freaking show. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much pleasure for coming on, dude. You. I'm I'm very excited for this one. Thank Not you. just because we have a lot of history, but because you're actually a pretty interesting dude. Believe it or not, I know you like to stay low key out there in the. The world, but uh, in the streets of Phoenix, does some yep. does some cool stuff in your life. I think some, it's freaking cool. You some. might not think it's too cool, but I think it's pretty cool. Oh, I appreciate that, man. So we're gonna that. touch on a handful of topics here today. Um, before we kind of get too into this, um, why don't you kind of explain how you know the Jakes? I know it's kind of on different levels, but just give them an overview. So it all started. Yep, when I when I moved to Phoenix, my sophomore year in high school. Um, had a couple different friend groups and, uh, my white friends <laughs> from high school. Um, no, nah, man, I mean, it was, it was, you know, a blessing coming and moving here and, uh, it was a big change for me. And then kind of just, you know, you guys, the links, mm-hmm. the group, I mean, that was like, uh, some, like, like a friendship even to this day Yeah, that, you know, something that kind of altered you know, my life, you and, and me both. Uh, man, it's, it's something that I could ride home to. Yep. Again, I mean, we, we all just got together in Dallas. What is that a month ago now? Yep. A little bit over a month ago. So, I mean, cause back in the day, high school is where you came in, started playing basketball. That's how you kind of met Kyle and, and Gooley. And then obviously connected through me and then, um, um, brought Jake around and been history ever since. But yep. it's been, I can't believe it's been that long since we've been in high school. Too. Man, it's been a while. Those That's, summers used to be crazy. We're <laughs> we not here to, to talk about that. Though, we used right? to do a lot of, but think about how active we used to be, yeah. right? We used to do stuff all the time, all day long. Didn't matter. Yep. We we're always playing basketball, running around, doing something, going to the gym, lifting, playing pickup games at like midnight at the at Lifetime. At, yeah, at Lifetime. At you the, better not say anything about that. <laughs> check, no, check the scoreboards at Lifetime, bro. Check the scoreboards at Lifetime. Nah, it was a. Uh, that was, those were fun times. Yeah, it was it was sure. great. And thinking about what we do nowadays, it's like, holy shit, how do we Can't pack so much stuff into truck it? <laughs> I get out of like getting exhausted, getting tired. out of bed. I have to stretch. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I, I literally threw my back out today getting out of bed. Bro, that's my, it. That's just old. <laughs> I just hurt all look, the time. The, the one dude is actually a dad, and we have well, a dad I was bond. Say, so man, it's like my he's daughter's all fit. my daughter's two years old. I can barely Dude, pick her up now. That's still crazy. <laughs> I need to hit the gym. That's still crazy. Two years old. Yeah. Two years old. So it's not a good look. Going all the way back, know you from high school, basketball days. The cool thing that I always, you, you know, any, anytime I, I introduce you to people or I say, hey, I'm going to meet my buddy Nas, like, you know, they always ask me kind of what you do. And I always picture you of the guy, like, 
I don't know, always hooping, right? Like, and better than Kyle and Josh can be mad that I said this, but better <laughs> than anybody around, right? So give us a little bit of background into like the, the basketball um, scene for you. So believe it or not, I actually started playing soccer first when I was young. So when oh, I was really? growing up in Germany, um, my, my pop played soccer. So everything was geared towards like soccer, soccer, you know, that's, that's all they do out there. So once we moved to Florida, that's when I actually got involved in basketball ever since then. In basketball. I mean, it just took off. Yeah. I, the first time I shot a ball into the hoop, I, I thought you had to kick the ball in. Really? So yeah, that was, I was sitting there doing that. But like, every, like when the ball went through the chain net, that's something I'll never forget. So since then it took off and it was my life, right? Per se yeah. quotes. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, you realize in life, there's a whole bunch more to it, but basketball shaped like the person I am, like both, you know, socially, professionally, business wise. So, you know, I owe a lot to the game. Nice. Yeah. And I second what you said. I mean, I used to go to lifetime and I am literally too white to play basketball <laughs> uh, and absolutely trash. You played can't, in high school. Can't I scored three points It was before <laughs> Nahir was around, but hey, it still counts. I was literal trash. Still am. No, no. But uh, I remember going to lifetime and just, just sitting on the bench off to the side, like a little cheerleader <laughs> and just waiting for Nahir to get the ball just because the handles were just insane. Mm. And it was just breaking ankles left and right. And I just sat there and laughed my ass off the entire time. Appreciate that. So obviously you got some fans over here. I got we'll, we'll be your cheerleader. Okay, those, the the those benches were comfortable. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. I kept them warm. So, uh, so basketball, like you just said, had a, had a huge impact. And I want to talk a little bit about that here in a minute, but what was, so go through high school, right? Had basketball play college, just kind of talk about how, how far you went with the basketball career. So, yeah, I mean, high school wise, obviously that came and went. College, I bounced around a couple different spots, and that was mostly because you know I had like changing coaches, and it was spots that didn't really make the most sense for me. But then I finished my last couple of years at a school in in Pennsylvania, and coincidentally, it was a Bible college, but we were actually really good. <laughs> yeah. So like we were um, the last couple of years, you know, it, it was probably the the two main seasons of my of my college career. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always had this aspiration to play, you know, professionally after college and you know me being you know five foot ten <clears throat> on a good day i mean <laughs> hey, don't laugh i laugh first With but i didn't mean it. Yeah, yeah cue that yeah. cue that laugh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real quick. no but uh no you know like being being on the shorter end mm. of every single team like that's not something that you typically you know can even get into unless you're super athletic have the connections and and you know so I had some stuff against me, but at the same time, like, you know, God was good and, and he, you know, I was blessed with an opportunity to go and, and try to play. And I was able to sign a, sign a contract in the Middle East and um, the rest kind of just the experience itself was, was history. Nice. And, and that's, and that's where I was kind of hoping to, to push this conversation. Cause I know you played overseas ball, which I, again is, I, I think that's awesome. You know, not just the experience to be able to travel right the other side of the world but be able to to do something you're super passionate about as in the sport of basketball right so what was one of the biggest um because you played for what two years over there or one so I played it was technically one year Mm -hmm. uh, but I had a couple like tours as they call them so there's tours which like you're not like officially signed yet but those are like uh, driving forces to where it gets you more exposure so I had tours in um, Lithuania and I had a tour in uh, Taiwan so, like, both of those kind of set me up for the pro contract with the the Super League in Iran. Mm. Um, but that was kind of the basis on how all that stuff played out. But it was it was formally one year. So what was, like, one of the biggest challenges with pulling so many different people together and, like, having to mesh as a team? Because you, as a point guard, right, are technically the leader of the team. 
right? So what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced with having so many different people coming from different areas playing ball? So the I would speak more on the 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 team in Iran. Um, overall, like, you know, they have a bunch of – they'll have locals, mm. right? And then they'll have, like, a few import players. So every team overseas, you get allowed a couple different import players, guys that you bring in that are not from your country. Um, and then so – Every year that changes, right? They'll have different guys coming in to help out a team. And to be quite honest, I mean, you're you're very quickly accepted um, because, you know, you're there to help them, help the city, mm-hmm. um, help win games. So, you know, it, the the dynamic isn't too hard and it's not too difficult to, to like, get acclimated within the team. Uh, but as a point guard, you're right. You know, you come in, you got to get people more together. And it's kind of at first, you know, you don't want to overstep any boundaries. Yeah. See the lay of the land, lay of the team. Um, but as time goes on, you know, you definitely have to assert yourself because, you know, overseas, if you don't produce, you're out of yeah. there. Like, yeah, there's no guarantee about, like, you know, you stay the whole season. Like, they'll cut you if you have two bad games in a row. Oh, dang. Um, so it's 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 pretty cutthroat. And that's the other side of it. Like, you know, on the business side of it, um, that was a couple – you know, things that I realized about how that stuff works. And as a rookie, you don't really think about that stuff until, you know, you see it. Yeah. So, which is nuts. And I, and I know, you know, Jake's talked about this a few times with, you know, what football gave him and, and, you know, how he interacts his day-to-day work life and kind of being able to bring sports into business. Um, And I feel like, you know, you as a point guard kind of running an offense, defense, kind of managing, you know, a whole team and, and worrying about, you know, from the start of the game to the end of the game, keeping people motivated, that has to, you know, correlate with, with what you do oh, kind of nowadays, right? 100%. 100%. What's one of the biggest takeaways that you have from playing overseas ball? Whether that's in sports or life <laughs> or travel? Uh, I mean, just adjustment. Adjustment, yep. yeah. I mean, it's um, like in life. I mean, nothing's going to go as planned. Nothing's going to go perfect. Um, you got to be able to adjust, and you got to adjust quick. Mm-hmm. Um, life isn't the same out there. Like, you know, we'd never have any kind of like, you know, None of tech this. stuff connected like this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you'd be surprised, man. It's, it's pretty it's a whole nother world out there. And you're blessed to kind of see, you know, how, you know, America is as a whole because you don't realize it every single day. Uh, but being able to adjust and being able to, you know, go through life, take the punches, keep rolling, you know, kind of recalibrate. Like, that's probably the main thing that that I came out of that with. Dang, that's huge. Do you ever want to play overseas football? <laughs> That's not really a big thing. No, right, man. Or, or more like Canada. There's a Canadian league, right? Yeah. But Do they play football in Iran? I guess the soccer. The soccer, football, yeah. soccer I, I know I had a coach that oh, for a while that went to go and start a league in, like, India. But it was starting from scratch. So, Dang. I don't know. It's not as big overseas at all. So, if you were to go, it's just Oh, like, you would be a god if you went out there. Yeah, I'd be Tom, I'd be Tom Brady at <laughs> is it, quarterback. Is it because he got a big a belly? Is that what you're saying? Hey, he's a he's just, Buddha? <laughs> nah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean on. it. Just bringing me down. I know. I'm sorry. He's had a long it. day, man. You're a horrible friend. First off, so many people look up to you. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. But, no, overseas football isn't much of a thing. Is it just Canada, or do they even do really? I don't know. T? Do they? They do. Because I, I feel like anytime somebody talks about playing overseas sports, it's always basketball. It's bas- they got basketball, rugby. They got soccer, rugby in the and UK, and all that. Yeah, but for the states, like we don't really do rugby, right? right? It's not as big as what it is in Europe and all across the rest of the world. But like when anytime somebody talks about playing sports overseas, I feel like it's always just been. I know for basketball, like high school, if you were like one of the all stars, 
uh, within one of the high schools around town, you'd get invited to, was it Australia? For football? Yeah. Brandon, it was one of, Brandon maybe it was Austria. To, Brandon and I went to Italy for one of those. Yeah, it was like a... For basketball? Yeah, junior year going into senior year, we got invited to go uh, to Italy. What? Yeah. As a 16, how old? 16, 17 years old? Seven. Or is it... Yeah, about 16, 17. It was, it was a great, like, experience. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I got invited to the Australian one and uh, ended up not going because it was too damn expensive, but... Supposedly, they look up to you like you're a professional football player out there. So you're oh, signing yeah. autographs and everything, and you're in high school. As a high schooler? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they don't hey. understand the difference. Like, they think that everybody that comes from the States, even if you're still in high school, you're, like, from Duke or UNC or some kind of, like, high-level program, even though you're not even there yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake's going to be going over <laughs> there. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> I don't know if you know, but my name is LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> I play... Uh, Play a lifetime. I don't know if you heard about it. It's very uh, secluded league. This guy not here. You have to, be a, yeah, you have to be a member. Yeah. <laughs> I won't tell him I pay for that membership, but uh. <laughs> that's that's cool though. It has all the amenities. You know, steam room, it, sauna. I have. Pool. I get free towels. It's a. You know, it's a. It's something that I just get myself personally. It's very secluded. <laughs> not many people go there. Oh man! So hell of a time overseas. Yeah, but probably the. Best thing that ever happened to you was coming back, right? I Careful. think if I answer, yeah, I Careful. was going to say, if Rachel hears this, you <laughs> she, know, if she, she I, I lined it up for you, bro. You're welcome. Like, <laughs> nah, Rachel, she, not she a problem. I got she your knows, back. She knows what it is. Mm-hmm. But the answer is, I mean, yes and no. But no, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hooping is, is who you were, right? Like, I, I thought you were going to try to run that out for a handful more years and, and see where it went. I wanted but, to. I wanted mm-hmm. to. I ran into some uh, visa problems. Oh, so really? like, yeah, that was kind of another thing. Cause like, as a, you know, I'm a dual citizen. Mm-hmm. So like I had to, um, fulfill some kind of military duty and military oh. status. Like, and, and that was the reason why I had to leave until I got that stuff situated or you would get an exemption. And so my exemption papers weren't, wasn't fully done. So I couldn't go back. And then that's when we got engaged. And then I decided, all right, I want to be here for the engagement even though I kind of wish that I would have kept playing, but yeah. you know, everything kind of happens for a reason fell into place. Absolutely. So one of the hardest days I've had, and I think Tristan can attest to this as well as hanging up the cleats. It was just like, this is the last time I'm ever going to wear these, you know, uh, Tristan kind of had the choice, you know, I don't want to move forward with it. I want to start my career. I didn't because I couldn't walk, but <laughs> um, so, and I know hanging up the shoes for the last time, what was that final what what made you hang up the shoes and not pick them back up like is it just starting a family is it i mean that's that's a huge move in your life especially when that's all you've ever known yeah it was tough man i mean at the time i didn't think that it would be something that i would just hang them up and just call it quits yeah um i tried to hold on to it for a while like hey i'm gonna you know after these visa issues get like figured out i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go back and i had like calls and stuff to go back but it just didn't make sense family-wise financially to go and do this for like five months you know so but to answer your question i held on to it for a long time and i still sometimes (laughs) catch myself when i go and i hoop like sunday mornings or go to the gym like i'm like man like let me let these young cats kind of nice. go. Like, I need to, uh, yeah, I mean, that still hasn't changed. But, like, <laughs> you know, let me, let me like, take a back seat a little bit. Like, mm. why? I'm, I'm 31 years old. Like, I could still go when I need to. But, like, let me kind of, like, chill out, just do this for the cardio. But it's still hard to this day, man. And, and I don't know if I've 
fully, fully. Yeah. Rachel would agree. I don't think that I fully, fully hung it up yet, but writing's on the wall. Oh, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, I've got one play left. He, you have it said that for be, a lot of years. It needs to be after a timeout on the five-yard line <laughs> so I can not have to run out to the huddle. I can walk, and then I only have to go five yards, and I'm there because after that, I'm torn ACL You, you or think you're going to make it five yards? Most likely not, but if I do, I'm going to look good. We're talking like NFL. We're talking college. We're talking... I don't know. I told Kendy this. I was talking to her the other day. I was like, I want to get in such good shape just to try out for like the Rattlers just to see how low I am. Like how he just left. But he is. <laughs> I know. It's funny. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I always told you to try out back in the day. I know. I just, my body can't take it. I would be, I would die. Now, back in the day was like 10 years ago. You believe that? Bro, that's wild. You're, you're an old head you? running around a court I know. nowadays. I know. You used to run circles around those guys being like, throw me the ball, throw me the ball. Now you're that yeah, dude. It's time for And you look at guys in the NFL and 31 is an old dude. Oh, like yeah. retired, been retired. Yeah. I think the oldest guy in the NFL is what, after Brady, it's... Vinatieri or Tucker? Vinatieri still in the league. I don't know. Is Vinatieri? Wow. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's like Man, he's. Crazy. I think the oldest player in the league after Brady was like forty-one or something, and the next one's like thirty-eight. There's got to be a Jeez. kicker or a quarterback. Yeah, yeah oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's the only ones that last that long. Or a long snapper. <laughs> that's a dream, right? Back. I want to be like third string, fourth string quarterback. Like never have to see the field. All right. So if you can go back and change how you did football, what would you change about it? Kicker. I'd just go and be a kicker, full time. You were pretty good. Full-time kicker. Anything I would not want to get smart. hit. I don't want to run. Yeah. I don't want to practice with the team. <laughs> <laughs> just, full time. just work out all day long, full come time. out, kick a couple, back to the Yeah, I'd be a 280-pound kicker. <laughs> okay. Okay. Anything you do differently about basketball? Mm, not much. I'll probably be a horse jockey. <laughs> I'll just play. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna pull a photo of you. We're gonna put you riding a horse on our on oh, our uh, video. What do you got to be like five five for that? I'm way too tall. Yeah, for I that. don't even <laughs> think it's. I don't think it's height. I think it's just weight. Like you just no, have it's, to be it's definitely. Height. I think yeah, they're, I think they're all about. Well, I mean, but like if you're if you're over six foot tall, you're you're not gonna be below 120 pounds. Now you're starting the jockey basketball league. Yeah. <laughs> He's over there dunking on him on a six foot. Race. Ralph Polo Mirza. <laughs> Oh my Polo Mirza. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a shirt. That's Stop amazing. It. That is absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't change anything about basketball, man. No? I've had my experiences. You know, it, you kind of go through it. You learn as you go. I would have loved to play more. But again, the trade off is like, I got a family now. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. Got the best gift ever, my baby daughter. So, like, I wouldn't trade that stuff for anything. I had my time, and, and, you know, now it's like a different phase of life that, that kind of went from there. So You ever think about, like, coaching and trying to pass on some of those experiences? Yeah, yeah. And, and I was coaching. The last couple of years I was coaching. Um, but, you know, I kind of wanted to be home more. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the stuff, it was like assistant stuff. I didn't want to take a full head coaching job and, you know, leave the work I'm, at, I'm doing right now. Um, but I think in due time I, I would like to, like, fully invest in that and, and kind of give back, you know, my knowledge and, and help kids like not make the same mistakes I made. Yeah. So I was going to say, what level would you be interested in more of like the developmental stage of coaching of, you know, the younger guys or middle school, elementary getting into it, or would you want to get high school and the college stuff? 
I think it depends on like you know they gotta be shorter than me, so maybe like maybe <laughs> six right, years so old, like kindergarten, yeah. first grade. So, <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, I, I kind of know how to cater towards like all different levels, but yeah. but a lot of the stuff that I was I was training some kids that were in middle school, um, and then coaching wise, I coached some some boys high school at Ironwood, and then I was coaching girls at Notre Dame Prep. So like I think I I, I learned to adjust pretty well just based off of like. Um, you know, who my audience is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, I would love to at some point get into the college level. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you can't just, like, start there. So, you know, work your way up towards it and, and hopefully one day get there. So It's all about who you know, right? Oh, it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. It's all about 100%. who you know. Yeah. Um, well, there was uh, one thing that JG was telling me, um, Josh Cooley, people don't know who JG is, um, that a lot of the, the stuff that we talk about tends to focus around uh, leadership, Mm-hmm. which I think is uh, – it actually is pretty true because this stuff that we kind of talk about, I feel like is pretty common knowledge, especially for, like, when me and Jake talk about, you know, business and, and how our day-to-day operations, like you playing basketball and stuff. Um, but I'm starting to understand that, like, leadership isn't really something that, you know, people are kind of born or developed with. Like, it's all through interactions, experiences, and stuff like that. Is there uh, – like, when you were kind of coaching, how do you – push on leadership to somebody like is there a certain type of person that you look for or is it something that you try to build into somebody i think i think you can train up leaders you can you just got to break down certain barriers they got within themselves and i think it all stems out like from confidence i mean confidence is something that like you know you could be the best person in the world but you know if if you're not exuding that and if you don't believe that like mind power is very important Mm -hmm. um and and a lot of that just stems from understanding like the power that you actually have within yourself. And once you believe that, you know, physically it can come out mentally, emotionally, but I think that is something that you can easily instill in somebody. It takes a lot of time, um, but there is a lot of different qualities to where, you know, you can, you can try to pull that out of, out of somebody for sure. Just, you know, it's something that um, you really have to, to stay after. um, And it's something that requires a lot of effort. And I know with basketball and even football, I'm sure it's easier because they're all there for the same goal, right? Play a sport that they love, play a sport that at least hopefully they enjoy. And I know we try to, you know, kind of push more towards business on this podcast. So when you're at work, how do you find a way to like build a leader or push motivation onto somebody to become a leader, especially if it's they're they're just to collect a paycheck? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a tough question to answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, you know, not – even within a team, right? Like you, you try to get everybody on board and you try to make sure that everybody's there for the right goal, right reason. Um, but in reality, half of the time it doesn't, it doesn't work out like that. So having a tight knit group in any level, in any industry, Mm. I mean, that's, that's very tough to find. But overall, um, I think, I think my approach is that just showing them I'm on the front lines. I mean, cause you know, you can easily be, you know, behind a desk, pushing out orders and stuff like that. But as like an actual, like general, if you're sitting there and if you're actually on the front lines with them, going to battle every single day, showing them like, Hey, I'm here, um, you know, to kind of show you that I'm not just a, you know, paper pusher or whatever, you know, I think that goes a long way in showing that you'll go to bat for them. You'll go to battle for them. And, and I think that um, is a big step in, in them seeing that you care mm-hmm. to where it breaks down a wall to where they'll go to through a wall for you. Absolutely. And again, we've talked about that leading from the front, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's always been something that we, we try to push. And I know that, uh, you know, leading from the front isn't always the, 
the easiest thing. Oh, no. Right? Because you can kind of lose tempers sometimes. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at myself. I looked at you, but it was a reflection of myself. Yeah, no, that's I, true. Because I, I, have, I have a temper sometimes, <laughs> so it's hard to not want to. So, and I think we know, skipped a little bit people. of your timeline, but what, do you, what exactly do you do now? Work? So, yeah. so, I'm a technical recruiting manager at a tech firm. So, basically, I manage a team of recruiters and account managers, that, and we place, um, we place hardware and software engineers with, with tech companies that need contract help. And how'd you get into that? To be honest, man, it was my first job out of college. Um, it was one of the few spots that uh, hit me up. And, and the funniest thing is, is that um, they sold me on the fact that they said, oh, we work with Nike. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, thinking shoes. So I was just yeah. like, okay, I'm going to have that discount code. And, <laughs> and then, but I didn't know like what it entailed. Uh, basically, our, our whole, you know, industry was we were going to staff contractors for uh, Nike, like their website, software developers, this and that, right? Uh, but I didn't know any of that. All I heard was Nike, and I was like, "All right, let's get it. Sign the papers. <laughs> let me get this. Oh, let man. me get this discount code." <laughs> and any discounts from Nike or no? Nope, no discounts at all. But it, you know, it was another funny thing was like, you know, the first day I go in, I'm like, "Man, this is this ain't there ain't no shoes. <laughs> like th- this is we're at a where you know it's like a, you got a desk, call center, right? Mm-hmm. You're making calls, trying to b- build your book of business." And that takes a long time. Uh, and then my wife asked me, you know, hey, she was my fiance at the time. She asked me, she was like, so what do you do? And I was like, hey, I'm not going to lie. I don't know. And it was <laughs> like four, four weeks later. I was like, I have no idea, but, you know, we're getting paid. So there I'll go with bills it. Bills are paid, so yeah, let's do it. And, and it took, it, it was a grind, man. Sales is a grind. But you got to stay with it. And if you stay like 10 toes down mm-hmm. and then, you know, you go to bat for people that you work with, your clients. Um, and then you, you you know, if you strive on building relationships and being just like a servant leader instead of just somebody who just takes. Um, you can make a pretty good living for yourself while at the same time, the main focus is bettering somebody else's situation. So, Dang. I, I don't know if I could be a, a do what you do. It's cutthroat, man. It, it, it's it's, it's got to be hard. It's very uh, like... Yeah. Sales is a, uh, yeah. I mean, my, my brother fun, and uh, uh, our, but you know, Nico Nicholson, they do like brokerage yeah. trucking companies and stuff. So it's like all day long having to call people and basically like sell yourself. Mm-hmm. Getting mm-hmm. hung up on constantly. Oh, that, yeah. would, that would just piss me off. And I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I don't want to talk to anyone anymore. It's fun, man. <laughs> I mean, it's fun because like you, you have a chance because, you know, everybody has their own business approach, mm. personal approach. And like you got to differentiate. You like what's going to make you different than the 20,000 or 20 other people that call him that day. So like, that's kind of where, you know, um, I hang my head on that. You know, I, I like, so give us a little rundown. I was going to say, nah, so man, what I makes, that. what I'm makes you, clock, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> but what makes you different though? Yeah. Is well, it the way you talk? Do you kind of, I think gain their trust first and then I think more so, um, I, I kind of, I think for me personally, I know how to talk to different types of people. Right. So like, you know, you'll you'll you adjust and you adjust to your audience. You got to see what people's pain points are. You got to see what you know, what kind of makes them tick, because like, you know, just because I think something doesn't mean that, you know, it's relatable to them, you know. So mm-hmm. anything you do, whether it's like a cold call or like reaching out to a client, like I think I, I have a lot of confidence to be able to start a conversation out of nowhere, pick up things that, you know, maybe are different than what other people are either calling them about, talking to them about. And, and I think me personally, I do a pretty good job with that. And I hang my head on that. 
So, so when you when you cold uh, cold call people, are you doing like research on this person? Or are you basically just pulling a number, pulling a name, and you know, uh, like both. how? Yeah, it's like both. Yeah. So we have a database of like you know people that we already work with and all that stuff, and you're you're constantly trying to bring in more clients. Microsoft, Google, like we talk to them on the back end. Then we have the engineers that we talk to, and then we're trying to kind of sell them on why they should work with us to let us place them with that client. So it, it's kind of a little bit of everything. Mm. It, it's like, you know, you got to, you know, find the information. You have to, you know, call them and they'll, they'll call them at work. And they're like, who the hell is this calling me? You got, you got two seconds to yep. like make them stay on the phone. Yeah. Yep. And I always think about like, you know, you got these telemarketers and stuff that, that'll call me. I don't pick up. But then in the time that I do pick up, you know, I'm all pissed off. So I always think about like, okay, what did this dude do? Or like, you know, what does she do to keep me on the phone? You know, if they kept me on the phone, they did their job. Yeah. So like, those are the kind of things that like, you know, you can learn something from anybody. I was just going to um, say, I think it's, I think if I was in like your line of work, I'd be picking up every single oh, yeah. telemarketing call just to be like, all right, what's, what are they going to say? Yeah. It's keep fun, me on the phone, kind of doing notes. That's why I don't, studying. I don't get mad. Like, you know, when people kind of, you know, they, they push and I'm not, you know, a sensitive person. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with any kind of feedback, you know? So if somebody gets mad at me and says something, it doesn't bother me. You know, they better expect that I'll say something, you know, within reason, yeah. right? Uh, just direct. But at the same time, like, you know, you can easily pick up something from from anybody. Uh, and that's the beauty of this, like, work. So that, That's crazy. So what's maybe some, uh, a little bit of good advice for somebody who, like myself personally, I, I think if people just hung up on me, I'd be furious. And then that would throw my, my mood off for the rest of, you know, the hundred phone calls I have to make. So, so like, what's something that helps you get through that stuff? Call back. Yeah. Yep. Like if, if there's so many different ways around like stuff like that, like, I mean, you can, you can play dumb. Hey, you know, I think we got disconnected. You know, you could do something oh, like I'd that, but, murder you. but there is like, <laughs> stop <you> know, calling. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but listen, like at the end of the day, like I always try to throw this out there. I'm like, look, I'm not here to bother you. I'm here to help you as well as, you know, possibly start a relationship down the road. So you feel comfortable with me. Like there's nothing that I'm trying to do right now. If anything, give me a couple minutes, you know, if you want to chat about this and then, you know, I could show how I could be of some value to you. Um, and then if, if it comes down to it and it, you know, down the future, it's always good to have another set of eyes. It's always good to have relationships. Like you said, it's about who, you know, mm -hmm. not about what you know. So like, you know, having that book of business and just continuously networking, not just for the immediate, you know, benefit, or whatever it is, but for the like you know later on long term, it's it's stuff. definitely it's definitely important. So I think that's the main thing because everybody thinks you're just trying to sell something at that moment. Well, do you? We've recently been talking about how I don't like talking to anybody when I go on an airplane or on an <laughs> airport. So obviously, you talk to people all day long on the phone, right? Do you then? Are you that type of person outside of work too? You just chatting it up with random people or are you more kind of reclusive because that's something you do every single day? It depends. Um, I think it, it, it depends on the situation, but I think sometimes you got to get out of your comfort zone in, in that sense too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe like sometimes I'm at work and then maybe, you know, once I get home or, you know, I'm in a different setting, maybe I'm a little bit more like, all right, today I'm not feeling it, but you can't be like that. You know, at the end of the day, you still want to look at the long term. It's OK to like shut shut yourself down, you know, when you're off the clock or whatever. But at the same time, you want to still encompass that. And still, if you want to get ahead, you know, that's something that you can continuously 
you know, do. And, and I do that sometimes, but it's not like, you know, I wouldn't bother you on the plane. Yeah, I, I'll I'm tell t- you that. I, I like, put in headphones. I just, I don't want to talk plane, to I nobody. Just, exactly. I'm Thank the same you. Way. I don't want to talk to anybody. Thank you. Yep. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally. Somebody in my corner. Yeah. I just, because I, we have to talk to people all day long. All day long. Whether they work for us, whether it's, you know, vendors, whether it's, you know, people who are trying to get us to do work with them. We're always having to talk to people. And sometimes I just don't want to talk to anyone. Yep. Ever. I feel it. You just judge me for ignoring people on an airplane. But no. see, like, then when I, then, then, like, sometimes <laughs> I think You're pulling like that, that so far out of proportion. <laughs> if we actually look <laughs> back at that episode, I was saying my goals of what I want to start doing. I don't fucking talk to people on Do the Do you talk airplane. to random people at the uh, grocery store? No. So you didn't do your goals? No, I didn't. I failed. You're embarrassing me in front of not here right now. That's all right. It's not the worst that's You're been said in front of him. Embarrassing me in company right yeah, now. Can, uh, I can attest to that. We can go to your past <laughs> yeah. real quick. <coughs> that's two sides of that coin, bro. <laughs> that's a him. different episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not this one with me. God, I love you and I hate you at the same time. That's I just want right. you to know that. I accept. Um, so with uh, leadership in your in your team, when somebody comes across a, a client or a customer or somebody that's really kind of having a hard time. Is that somewhere where like you step in and assume, you know, kind of lead of that phone call or that customer, or do you try to train as they work? Like what's something that you can help implement? It depends. I mean, it depends if they're already on the phone mm-hmm. or if it's something that like I need to jump on the phone with them. You just got to be understanding, man. I mean, everything, everyone's situation is so different. So like there's certain things like on text, email that can get like misconstrued, like in tone, so, like, sometimes just having a conversation, whether it's, you know, phone call, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, or just, like, face-to-face, you could pick up a lot more about when you actually communicate with somebody in person or, um, like, even even on the phone sometimes, you know, because you read body language. Yep. Um, and that's something to where, you know, you can easily diffuse a situation. And, and typically in, in times like that where I got to step in, um, I love times like that. You know, I really, really do. Like, I'm I'm actually one of the <laughs> the few at the company where like we have like this um, like this layer of people that are on the blacklist, and like I, those are people that like you know you'd be even, on the blacklist for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, man, but it's like those are the people that like don't like us at all. You know, it's like I don't want to talk to you guys cussing this and the, yeah, bro. Yeah. They're they're like legit. They don't like us. So like. I go through and I talk to those people and sometimes I flip them into like working with us again. So like I enjoy that kind of stuff. I enjoy, I wouldn't say conflict, but resolving conflict. Um, so that's something that, you know, overall when it comes down to it, um, there's a lot of different things at this, at this gig that I've learned, not just from the, like the, the parallel in sports, mm. but there's a lot of things that I've learned on the business side that have helped me on like my, in my interactions in life. Dang. That's crazy. So what would be, um, because a lot of people have a hard time with conflict, right? Whether it's on an email, text message, phone call, in person. So is there kind of like a, an icebreaker that you have that, uh, you know, you could share with us to be like, you know, either start a conversation with people or get them out of like whatever bad conversation they're in? Or is it all kind of situational? I, I think people appreciate honest feedback. Yeah. I think people appreciate honest feedback. Now, every every single, like the way you deliver it is is situational. You know, like some people, you know, it it might be better if you, you know, set it up a different way. Some people enjoy um, just being direct. 
you know, like I'm one of those people that like, you know, I don't want it. I don't want to sugarcoat it, like yeah. be direct with me. But at the same time, not everybody on the t- everybody's interaction is going to be different. So I would, you know, maybe tailor the way I would approach with you different than this person over here. So um, but I think feedback overall in general, whether good or bad, it is good feedback. Just giving it up yep. front to him. Yep. All right. Okay. So uh, you taking notes? Yeah, I'm trying to. I got to change the way I interact with people instead of answering the phone. The like f- what? The feedback Stop part. Stop calling. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but like the the I think the main the the second part to that though, if I was to backtrack just a little bit, mm-hmm. having a course of action on the feedback, like not just like hey, you know, this is what you're doing wrong. This is this and that, right? Hey, this is where we got a course correct. You know, and this is where like I can factor in and help you or like this person can factor in to help you. At least like then it's also showing that like you're not just identifying an issue um, and and seeing what the problem is, but you're also like showing a way to resolve that problem to where we can get back on the on the right page. Having a fix. I I mean, that's key for anything, Anything. sports, business, life, dealing with my grumpy butt sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes chicken sandwich, dude. I'm chicken good to go. Sandwich. There's the fix. I have a problem. I'm grumpy. Here's, here's your fix. There's my fix. But it's chicken true though. Sandwiches. Honestly, always have chicken sandwich from where? Chick fil A. Anywhere. Yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, anywhere. I don't care. Wow. Shit. Anywhere. Just food. Hungry. Just Actually, food yeah. Honestly, it doesn't have to be chicken sandwich. You throw a chicken <laughs> nugget at me, I'd be fine. I'm like, all right, I'm back. I'm cool. Sorry about. Sorry about that, guys. You keep going with the chicken theme right now. I just, I'll throw I, a French fry at you. I haven't eaten all day, dude. I might go you grab wrong. something I'm, later. I'm starving. I had Chick-fil-A for lunch. Did you? <laughs> Speaking of chicken. Sounds amazing, actually. Dang. What we're talking about? I'm distracted now by food. I, don't know. I have pulled pork in my refrigerator for you. But there's only Your one refrigerator way you that's not here? But there's only one no. way you can get it. Oh, dang. I already told you. Why are you winking you, at me? You, the camera can't see that, but he's <laughs> winking at me. You, look, look. Hey, I can leave the room. Look, hey, I don't know. Hey. You can get it. <laughs> are you talking to me or not? Yes. Oh, both of us? Yes. How can we get said I pulled text, pork? I texted you yesterday saying, meet me at the gym. I got pulled pork for you. And then you completely <sighs> did not show deflected up. Deflected the question Dude, and ignored I, it 100%. I am struggling to get my butt to the gym recently. That's why oh, I'm we've trying been going to bribe you with food. I, I know. I just I need to get there too. We've been going on the weekends. It actually has been making me feel a lot better, and I need to get going more. I'm just I'm struggling with getting to the gym. Once I'm to the gym, it's fine, right? Once we start working out, it's good. After that, I'm like, all right, I'm glad I came. Like it was worth it. But it, it's that initial jump of like, all right, go drive to the gym, put your shoes on, get in the truck, drive to the gym, and go to. The- it's the same thing as going to work. Not really. What's the difference? I you don't to want do to go this. to work. Yeah, but I have to do this. Okay, you should probably go to the gym so you don't die. Um, first off, fat. that's aggressive. Er. You've never talked to my father, have you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just doesn't talk to me like he talks to you. He doesn't tell me to break a fork. He just tells me, hey, Jake, how's it going? Good? Okay. <laughs> okay. See still you later. Fat, still yeah. fat, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Big gulps, huh? See you later. <laughs> that's our conversations. That's just, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, sitting behind no, a desk is No, is you're, you're right, though. Motivation is tough, especially even with work. With going to the gym, mm. with going and hanging out with old high school friends, or that was the know. easiest decision we made. I, mean, I had to, I had to bug yeah. you guys quite a bit, but it we was got it fun. Done. Dude, that Dallas was a lot of fun. I didn't get the invite. I wasn't part of that crew. Look, I'm the, I'm the oddball. It's all right. I'm not one of the cool kids. I'm sorry. There's only. Right. There's I really don't have friends, and it's okay. <laughs> <You ain't> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <man. laughs> 
I told Jake, man, he just didn't want to. He was like, I don't know. I see him too much at work. I, I believe it. <laughs> Does it sound like something I would say? Yeah. 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 There was a lot of nights in the hot tub I spent with Kyle. Let me tell you. It feels weird saying that out loud right <laughs> now. Yeah, cut that out. Nope. Keep that Except in. for, look, we all been there, Kyle. Keep the hot tub in. was, we were there, my friend. Oh, man. Just pruning it was up. just there. That was fun. That See, so be mad at Kyle for not inviting you to Dallas. I Clearly, I never got fault. in that hot tub ever. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I never got in that hot tub. You guys all did. Are you sure? I yeah. I, Were you there though? In the pool. That's like the same thing. No, it's not. You're talking about that hot tub that it's chlorinated. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the hot tub? Yeah. Just kidding. Don't answer yep, that. Yep. 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 <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Those summer, those summer. <laughs> oh man! All right, next topic. Where I was we just gonna say I was gonna just transition to family stuff too. So that's a hell of a way to transition. My that gosh! Right there. That's crazy. <laughs> so, what do you miss most about uh, going to the hot tub? Do you regret not ever getting in the hot tub? I don't even know what the hot tub is. <laughs> Never heard of her. <laughs> Who's hot tub? <laughs> Who's Kyle? Never heard of him. Oh either. my god, good old K nasty. But that's wild though. Like you see how like it's all even like when we tie things back to back then, everything's mm-hmm. still the same. Like it, just the interactions. Honestly, and that's what I was telling Jake when we came back. I'm, I'm, or I guess when I came back from you know hanging out with you guys in Dallas, it's literally like we hadn't been apart for six yeah. years. Yep. Like that, that was the craziest thing. Is like the friendship was just it, it's never left, and we don't interact all the time. We live in the same freaking city. We don't even see each other, right? But every time we get together, it, it goes back, you know, to 10, 15 years ago, bro. World, it's almost fifteen. That's ridiculous. Wow. We are turning into old people, and I don't like it. We got to go to the gym. I mean, think about <laughs> when I think about when I kicked your butt at Lifetime, dude. Think how long ago that was. That was in the prime of your life playing sports, and you False. lost to me. I don't believe it. <gasps> nah, I you I here. I can speak on that real hey. quick. I can speak on that. So <clears throat> he used to. We do have a basketball hoop outside. We can. We do. Oh, have we, to, we can reenact like, this I right mean, now. When we used to play, it was. <laughs> he just he just made me laugh too much, man. Like I would laugh, so I would like mess around. And I would throw the ball through, and then he would go score. And he would win at the end of the day, but I was laughing. Like, I couldn't take him serious. It's <laughs> a heck of an excuse to lose to somebody Bro, who... Bro, even Michael Jordan lost games. What do that, you, mean? you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. I'm just saying. <laughs> but he probably never lost one-on-one. He never lost to Jake Martin. Well, maybe if he, like, felt bad he for He would if he friend. played against me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Good times. <laughs> just good times for sure. Look, it was the highlight of my basketball career, okay? Can you just give me that? I'll give you that. I appreciate you. Right. I appreciate you. Just like at PV football, highlight is a punt return for like two and a half, three yards because I got tackled <laughs> downfield. It was great. I went to turn around to block somebody. I look up, and there's the football. I'm like, oh, and what do you, I do? Then you fell forward three yards. Well, I, I kind of went to run a little bit, and then I just got tripped. Decked. Yeah, but it was like forward, so it worked out in my favor. Hey, there you go. So, Positive yardage. Uh, again. It's just like my three points I scored all freshman year. Boom. I'm pretty sure it was a three pointer. No, it was no, it wasn't. It was a it was two a pointer, and it it was a did a layup with a hand. No, one? it was two completely different shots. I missed <laughs> one of my free throws. <laughs> so I got one free throw, and then I got a layup on two different plays. So uh, it two, okay. I did truck. Uh, I did truck a kid though. Okay, okay, honestly, that's that's what I was gonna say earlier. Is like when he played basketball, he was actually good. He just was too Moving physical around. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember North Canyon. So Coach Moore was all about the steal. So. 
blocking front pass or whatever. Yeah. And I got it. And then I was like, open court. So I took off running with the ball. I can't dribble for the life of me. <laughs> this dumbass stood at mid court, just stood there like this. <laughs> he ran him over. Yeah. I ran his ass over. <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't just run him. You trucked him. You lowered your shoulder and just went boom. Yeah. And then he, and then he did Don't a layup. Like there. it was totally fine. And everyone's like, oh, they didn't call a foul on him. Oh, no, no, no they called a foul. The 100% oh, they, they called a foul on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one million percent called a foul. But he lowered his shoulder like normal business, just ran right through the dude, and then was like, okay, cool. Just lay up. And then turned around like, what, what I happened? Do? Yeah, what I, I can't, do? I can't do that? <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. the middle of court. <laughs> That's literally what he said. He move. Goes, well, he didn't move. <laughs> <laughs> I hated basketball so much. It was so amazing. Much. I had so much fun when you played, I though. I hated it. It was such a good time. It that wasn't. Was funny. I only played freshman. It really year, wasn't so. because it was Tyree and I. We were both big, and Tyree was actually good. Mm-hmm. And then they looked at Tyree and I warming up and like, oh, this team might be good. And then I go sitting on, on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I can't dribble for the life of me. Can't shoot. Can't dribble. We're I don't want to be here. The only reason I'm here is because I'm you think your coach forced. Made you or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we were forced <laughs> we were, to be We were play second basketball. team, you know. Really? Yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. whatever. Me hey, over here the, at freshman at 5'10 and Jake at 5'4. Both sitting on the bench together. Dang, I was taller than you. Yeah. You, honestly, if you were, if we had known each other freshman year, you probably would have been That's the same crazy. height where you would have been taller. Towering. Mm-hmm. Towering, yes. 100%. You, you remember high school? I to this that, day? That's all? No. What? Is it the same now? Yeah. Do I tower over you? Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. Oh yes, you do, sir. Appreciate the booster seat on this. Bro, I got you. Not a problem. We, we pumped it up. It's Appreciate like those. We'll, be ha- we'll have some good editing on it. So we'll At least my feet touch the floor. <laughs> hey, can you edit that where his feet are swinging? <laughs> if they're like. Just raise the couch halfway up hey, the wall and make his feet swing. <laughs> we won't do that to you, Nas. We won't do that to you. We like you too much. That's all good. Man. You got to do it. Told you, com- confidence goes a long way. Confidence is so, key. Yeah, all good. We'll Not, keep your confidence now, but with the videos posted, confidence out the window. <laughs> Not just basketball Not business. My hair life, actually looks good, man. I feel. Yeah, good what have you been doing? What's your hair routine? Say, I, I like it. You got a hair routine going? I have. I wouldn't say a routine. So, like, this actually is somebody that who is actually interested in it. No offense. I have, have a hair. Have routine. you tried it yet? What, Rogan? Yeah, or yeah, any of those. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Tell them your routine. What about, don't they have like Bosley or uh, him? Uh, I've n- I've seen hymns and keeps. I've never used them. Yeah, I've seen I use those. rosemary oils. That's it. I've heard that. Okay. Is it working? I don't know. Take your hat off. No, I'm all right. Okay, sorry. It's not working. He d- he actually has a pretty good routine. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you do the, what, what's the derma roll? But uh, the <laughs> derma roll and then the rosemary and then like a, a head scrubber. Is the derma roll that... That little <laughs> so, roller that you could do for your beard and yeah, stuff? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. It doesn't work. It does not work. I don't think so. How long have you been trying it, though? Because it takes time, right? It's not uh, like it's just going to be a two-week process, couple, right? Like, it's, it's been months, a couple months. Six, six months? Six oh, to nine I'm months. I'm at, like, two months. Oh, see, okay. you got to give it time. So you still got Good stuff takes time. time. I feel you. What, do you, yeah. what are you talking about? I started I got, losing my hair at 21. I got stress. I don't got time, bro. Yeah. Like this, It's doing good, but I got to cut this every four hours. <laughs> Before this stuff gets dark on the sides, you're lucky it's dark though because it looks like you actually have hair. Bro, Mine, my- I'm all blonde, and so it looks like I'm just bald. It's actually blonde on top, but like darker on the sides. So then it looks real bad because then I have a cul-de-sac up top. See, my dad has a cul-de-sac, and I I swore I would I'll go bald before I do that. Yeah, yeah, but just- I'm trying to hold on as much as possible. Why? What do you mean? 
You want to take a trip to Turkey? We'll both go. I know. Get the hairlines. Yeah. I was thinking about the, ta- like thing? Like the tattoo. I've seen uh, the tattoo. Like well. the, it's like little dots that they put, but like it looks very. It's like what they yeah. do with, with like eyebrows and stuff. Kind of, but it's like it's like a it's like a shade. Mm-hmm. It's almost like just like a half all the way around. Oh really? You just gotta like it's actual over. like a tattoo yeah. though, or yeah. is yeah. it just yeah? It's just dots everywhere, yep. so it looks like hair follicles. Yep. Dang. And then do you like shave your normal hair so that's just yeah, that, or you just or gotta kind of cutting it. over it like just so then you'll still have the other hair, but it looks more filled in. Yeah. Oh, because the tattoo. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hey, let's what, go to Turkey. What, I was say, what's go. this hair treatment in Turkey? What are we? What it's a, like? What ten thousand, and it's paid for it's hotel, cheaper, yeah, uh, flights, and then the, is it hair transplant? It's hair, full hair. So take it out of your back or something, and just. My butt. Hey, why do you think I keep all these on my arms? <laughs> all right, boys, pull them. Let's do this one at a time. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I don't. I've never heard of this. You well, never you heard don't need that. Yes, yeah, sorry. You have why, freaking great right. hair. Why would Dude, you care? For I have it? an amazing beard and a full head of hair. Let's just all talk about. No, it. I got like like a, a Stop, widow, widow's Dude. peaks. Stop. No. You have no. You have nothing. Yeah. Look what I got. Like little little widow's peaks right here. I had that when I was four. No, you didn't. That make you feel, guys? I feel better about this now? Put my hat back on? The hair like looks out good. Of place now. Hair looks good. Doesn't look good. It's all over the place. I don't really You care. need a haircut. I do need a haircut. I've been super lazy about that recently. Um, all right, because we are in a time crunch here, I do want to talk a little bit about, I know we kind of gone back and forth about, uh, you know, us back in the day, a lot of years. And not, don't take this the wrong way, but it's crazy to think that you have a two-year-old. I know. Only because of like that means we're old and that we have to actually like be adults I know. and plan for the future and think be about, th- honestly, think about like how we have to impact a small. I thought you were going to make human. a joke and say, just cause she's almost my height. <laughs> I almost made that joke earlier. I, but was, I, did, I, was waiting I, I did hold back. Come on, <laughs> bro. Like, no, you know there's me. There's been way too many short jokes Come this on, podcast. You we're know hey, I'm back. cool with that, man. That's, that's, I'll give it to you a little bit later. Actually. It's fine. <laughs> it's actually, good. I don't have to, you know, harass you too much. Rachel does enough of that for you. That's why she we like She tries to, but. She tries. Honestly, first time we met her at their wedding, she was all over him. And she I'm was just on like, me, dude. We all, I believe me, it. Kyle, and Josh looked at each other like, oh, yeah, she's in. We like her. She's cool. She's a keeper. I told her, too. I was like, hey, look. Like, you know, you're going to meet my, my folks. And, uh, you know, she usually doesn't talk a lot early on because she sits back and she kind of just, like, tries to tries to see what people are about. But then she got on me right away in front of you guys. Oh, right like, away? Hey, hold on a second. We what? were what? dying. <laughs> this was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's funny, you, man. You, you definitely got to keep her. But uh, so, again, like, you know, we're – it's it's crazy to think that we're 30-plus years old, right? Nuts. Yep. What's one of the the best things been so far having a kid? What's one of the most? I guess not best things. What's one of the most rewarding things? I mean, it's a different type of fulfillment, man. I mean, it's it's something that like you know you like you know everyone's in different stages in life, and like mm. marriage, you know, it's not for everybody, right? Like everybody has their own like preference on things, but like for me, just growing up, I never wanted commitment, like you know, and, and you know. Early on, I thought I was going to be, you know, by myself, do my own thing for a long time, right? Not having to worry about commitment. But, like, you know, she came along, fully turned that around. Um, and then, you know, she's she Rachel's helped me in my development and growth as a as a person, a man of God. I mean, that's, that's something that's important. Make sure you wear nicer clothes. 
Yeah, she but turned she that actually, fashion around. We got a real fight, quick. high school picture there. Stop. Real cool. Yeah, and, and that, and that the one, car, and Rachel, the car, and the car you drove around in high school. We're not talking about none of this, though. <laughs> oh my god, it's two completely different people. Yeah, no nah, man. But I mean, anyway, but for the better. Yeah, yeah, for the life, better. Absolutely. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, comes at you fast. It does. It does. And then <laughs> he's having flashbacks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what they're talking about. Uh, right no, nah, it's it's just like you know, different stages in life, and then mm. plus like okay, so you're asking about like what's been the most rewarding with, like you know my my daughter now. Yeah, it's just that you can, it's a different kind of impact that you can make, and like, God has blessed me and Rachel with an opportunity to raise up this kid. Like I look at it in in that sense. Like some people aren't fortunate enough to have kids. Um and, you know, I never knew that this kind of love was possible. Like, it's, I get when people say, oh, I'm going to kill for my kid. Like, I get it now. Like, because yeah. before I didn't, I really didn't understand what that meant because you didn't, like, you know, go through it. Um, but now it's like she has unlocked this whole part of me that I didn't even know existed, like, within my heart. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm still on her, like, about things. Yeah, yeah. Like, me, me and Rachel get after her, like, right away just so then, you know, don't let her get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like the love and like the the fulfillment man it's something that i never thought i was even capable of feeling that's crazy it's wild that, it's, it's, it's legit it's wild. good though i mean you know i just have nephews so like I, I already know like my sister used to tell me about how one of my nephews got picked on it one day at school and i remember just like i'm gonna drive to school and smack some six-year-old in the <laughs> face right like i'm like it's about to go down i'm about to hit a little kid and then i calmed down i was like all right that's fine but like, i can't imagine you know, that feeling, hopefully one day I'll, I'll be able to imagine that. But so we, we asked, you know, uh, people that come on who have families, you know, what type of, uh, like what's something that you want and then hope that you instill to her that she can have for the rest of her life. I know she's only two. There's a lot of time, a lot of things change in life, but you know, if there's one thing that you could pass on to her and just like instill in her character and who she is, what's that? So, I mean, you know, we're, we're religious, right? We yep, go to absolutely. church and stuff. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to push none of this like that. But at the same time, like, I want her to grow up and, you know, she's a she's a woman to God. You know, at the end of the day, um, discernment is important. Yep. I mean, just in life, like, overall, like, if you take, put it on a topical level, discerning on decisions to make, where to go, how to be, who to be friends with, this and that. I feel like if, if it's um, something that she can learn early, in her young stages of life, just like, I mean, we were all stupid when we were young. Right. So like we had to learn through experience. Yep. Uh, but if there's something that I can just instill early on for her to discern whether, you know, right or wrong, good or bad. Um, I think that'll keep her out of trouble. But then again, like we were all dudes. So like, you know, I'm raising up a, a girl in this world. Like, you know, that's kind of scary for me to think about. And I hate that because, you know, I was on the opposite end of that, right, when I was younger. So, like, I know how it is and how these dudes think. So, it's like, you know, I'm trying to get ahead of that. But then again, I get that life, you know, you learn through experience. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's something I want her to learn early on is discernment and confidence. And, I mean, obviously keeping God at the center of her life, you know, through, through if I can, you know, impact that as well as, like, Rachel – um, I think that can, you know, work wonders for her. That'll be well. huge. And again, you guys are going to be the biggest influence, you know, that she's going to look up to and follow. So I, I'm super excited for her. I'm even more Appreciate excited that. for when you call, you know, she's going to like prom or something and we have to roll in and, and scare the crap out of some little boy who's about to take your, your little girl out to prom. Say, you know, 
it's gonna be just like that uh that bad boys yeah. where they come to the door but we're gonna have yeah. like 20 people waiting in the garage uh, for them we're ready yeah, i was saying you're, you're, you already know oh, we're, yeah. we're gonna roll through Easily. it's just gonna be a you know it, it's crazy because yeah. i mean instantly i mean i know she's only two but like you already know the love i got for you well i'll smack a little kid um, <laughs> little boy out there i can't kind of, you know, Ooh. I'll plead the fifth. I'm not going to say I have or haven't done it. <laughs> 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 nah, she is. She gets, she gets live, bro. Like, yeah. you know, we tell her like, Hey, look, you know, it's kind of hard to tell a kid right now. Like, Hey, if somebody does this, do this. Mm-hmm. Cause like, you know, they don't know any better, Yeah, yeah. but there's been times to where I look at her. I'm like, Hey, go ahead. Yeah. Just, yeah, Give him permission. Yeah. Smack that. And she's, she's funny, but she's very smart, man. It's amazing just to see the development. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you know, happy i'm excited i'm just but it goes by fast it goes by so fast bro these two years it's just like you know the the days kind of go by slow but then you look back and you're like dang two years already and she's like in a different state she's having full conversations with me she calls me on facetime on rachel's phone like from work and she's talking to me like some i'm like man how are you like (laughs) who are you this girl yeah who's she talking to like this like but it's it's a blessing, man, and, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. That, so that's that's awesome. awesome. So I guess my my last one, uh, and I kind of hinted at this before, but like, if you were to leave a legacy, you know, as a, you know, a dad, as a friend, as a man, as you know, person of God, what whatever that legacy is for you, what does your legacy look like, at least right now in time? Because I know it changes. Yeah. But like, what would you want to leave? Right if now, if you if you would have asked me, like, you know, if I was to take it back a little bit, if you would have asked me, high school, college. It was basketball. I want to be a basketball player. Like, there's so much more to life than just, like, job, work, you know, hobbies and stuff like that. Mm. And it's deeper than that because you try to find, like, some kind of fulfillment or happiness in things, and it ain't that, man. It ain't ain't that. It's in, um, obviously, you know, God, Bible, family. Um, So, like, you know, for for that – I would say I want to leave. I want to leave a legacy to where um, I was selfless. You know, I, I instilled uh, joy in in people, and I and I showed. You know, obviously, I had my stuff back in the day of how you know dumb I used to be and, and experiences that I yeah. learned from. Uh, but I want to show that hey, look, you know, God changed me, right? So anybody, you know, if they put their head into the right things and they surround themselves with the right people, you know, it's possible. So that's what I want people to look at me and be like, dang, you know what? He was able to change his stuff around um, and, and kind of move towards the positive way instead of just being like, Oh, he was a good basketball player. Like what are people going to say about you at your, at your funeral? Like that's something that, Mm -hmm. you know, is a, is a great question. and, And I don't want it to be just like superficial things. So no, that that's huge. And again, I, I noticed that, you know, even, you know, I'll speak for myself, but like it's changed over the last five years Oh because yeah. before we never, I never thought about shit like that. I never thought about what the end might look like or who I'd want to be there or what, you know, I would want to be represented as. And, you know, it's crazy how life has kind of shifted us in that yep. direction. Nuts. Yep. Got anything? No, I think you've asked everything. Uh, do you have anything for us? That's a dangerous question. Go for yeah. it. That's why we always oh, end it with open book. Nah, I, I mean. Not completely open. At least most most chapters. Like if Jake was reading it. Oh, yeah. Well, there's got to be coloring sections for me. And I don't know. Nah, I don't really have. I don't have a question. I mean, I guess what? Why yucky? Give, so, me, the, give me the story on that. So back in the day, um, high school, I think, uh, I, I know it was Jake and Travis that kind of started it. They would 
basically at a high pitch yell yucky and it just turned into kind of this inside joke um that i kind of adopted was, from yeah so. from those two <laughs> they like sneeze were allowed and they would just high pitch scream yucky and i thought it was the can we hear one thing. no i've already done this it's just okay. there you go that's what it is but he would do that through the halls oh, at like high school yeah, yeah it's hilarious <laughs> but so what it, what it what it started out as is just like this stupid little inside joke that they would do like yelling through the halls and like I just thought it was the funniest thing so then you know I started doing it with them and then I made a um, t-shirts that just said yucky on them way back in the day uh, and gave it to them and we used to wear them around and then it was like five or six years years later flash forward and then I was I found an old yucky shirt and I was like shit I kind of like this so I made more of them just basic said yucky across it and then i don't know it just started developing into you know kind of who i think we were because it was it was us initially meeting back in high school right so for me the name has been so important because it 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 kind of stands for something for me it was you know us coming together as friends and just starting you know that relationship and, and starting what we've done so far right all the ups the downs the hard times the good times so for me it's always been you know a lot of people don't don't like it or think it's weird but for me it's always been so meaningful because it represents me and jake yeah right so that's why i've been very that's awesome very stuck on the name i like it this friendship is yucky Yucky. i don't like the sound but i like it well we don't do high-pitched screaming (laughs) anymore but uh (laughs) back in the day (laughs) it was uh quite uh quite fun interesting yeah i like it but that that's where the name comes from some stupid joke that we used to come up with and or i think jake came up with and then uh i kind of ran with it and just who yeah, we are. Yeah, you definitely ran with it. Running. Running. <laughs> and I'm going to keep running. Anything else? Nah, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate the uh, the friendship. And, and as always, man, stay yucky. Thanks. Hey. Stay yucky. <laughs> we got a new sign-off, people. We got a new sign-off. We're going to make you record that after this, and then we're going to play that button. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. I know I've been uh, been hounding you to come on here. Um, Almost blocked your number. I know you did. That's why I just <laughs> I let it go for a little bit, and then I, I came back around. Because for me, and, and again, I don't want to speak for Jake, but like the connections that we have, our network in itself is so unique, and there's so much that you know friends like you have to offer to people, right? And I know it's interesting for me, and I, I'm assuming that the you know the seven people that watch and listen to this is interesting <laughs> for them. Um, you know, and that's what this really is about for us. We wanted yeah. to showcase people in our network, not just, you know, other business owners. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into who we are and what we kind of do, and that's reflected on who we have in our circle. So that's why I really wanted you to come on and just share some stuff, tell some stories and, and interact with us because there's always some greatness that, you know, you always have. You're kind of a quiet guy sometimes, but there's always some some greatness that comes out of you. I appreciate so that, I appreciate man. you coming on. Appreciate Love you guys. It. You want to get the sign off? You don't want me since, to? Yeah, you, you do it since my initial intro was, was corny. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer time, big boy. <laughs> Camera. Action. Thank you for tuning into another Yucky Podcast with our good friend and guest, here, giving us a little bit of insight on being a family man, a godly man, Welcome. and a leader. Wrong intro. I clicked the wrong button. Go ahead. Rookie. Big shout outs to Tea Lee Productions. Uh, if you're not following us already, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube Shorts. And all the major podcast uh, platforms. We will be posting another one next week. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.